Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, thank you again for joining us. We're so glad that you've taken time out of your day in this new year, 2023. If you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to please open it up, follow along as we continue our series on uh, biblical interpretation. So please open your Bible. And as we begin this series here, this is actually number two of this series. We plan to do uh, a total of 12 at this moment. Uh, this is kind of an interesting series for us. We, like I said before, really haven't taught this in a very long time. And we had a young man out of Arizona that we've known since he was a boy uh, contact us. And some of the things that we talked about kind of gave me this idea to, to do this. And he is listening, and so I appreciate that very much. Today we're going to talk about the proper attitude for good biblical interpretation. And again, in our first podcast, I introduced the series. We, we discussed whether our Bible could and should be understood alike. And some people have said that uh, there's no way that we could all understand it alike. I think we should, and I think that we can. And, you know, God did deliver this book to us that we call the Bible, in which he reveals his will, uh, his plans for you and me, and everyone that's ever been walking on the face of the planet. Then we have this powerful God. He, he, he can make everybody understand. He is not a God of confusion, and the Scripture is pretty clear about that. That's actually in Hebrews, if you're curious. So if we do not understand this book that we call the Bible, it's not God's fault. It's really our fault as human beings. We, we're trying to insert uh, our biblical interpretations from uh, people that we've heard growing up, whether it was a parent, grandparent, uh, some TV guy crying his, his heart out to, to convince you that he was right. Uh, all these books, some people think these modern Christian writers are uh, inspired, and no, they're not. I'm not saying they are biblically wrong. I'm just saying they're not inspired. They're using, or they better be using, the Bible uh, to come up with their conclusions. And this is what, and I've tried really hard to stress through these podcasts over the last four years or so, that you open a Bible, you follow it along. And I usually tell you uh, what version I'm using. 90% of the time is going to be the New American Standard, occasionally others. And so today, again, I want you to open a Bible, and I want you to be able to follow along. I appreciate that you trust me, that I'm reading from it, but I think you following along in a Bible, if it's at all possible, I think that's really great. We're going to be in John chapter 8 probably most of this podcast, but if you want to open up your Bible, mark it to Philippians chapter 4, just mark it there, and then we'll be in John chapter 8 in just a moment. The Bible really is an unmatched book. There is no other book that we have, no other so-called religious writing in the history of the world that's been able to match the Bible. And the biggest reason for all of this simply is this. It is truth. 
It is 100% truth. And somebody's going to email and say, well, you know, there's some truth in other Christian, other writers, uh, religious, spiritual leaders, whatever, you fill in the blank. And the problem is, it's not 100% true. The Bible is it. The Bible is the only absolute truth that we have. And that's really the first point I want to make here in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Again, here is Jesus, okay? As Christians, we are to believe everything that Jesus says 100%. Not 99, not 89.3, not 25% of the time. This is not an outdated old-time religious book. It is timeless because God is timeless and He has created us. And he does have expectations on how we should live our life, how we should worship him, how we should obey him. Everything that you can think of in life is probably in the Bible. Does it mean I can find it all the time? Because I still study and search out the scriptures, as I would hope that you would be doing too. So again, here in John chapter 8, verses 31, 32, Jesus saying to them, to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. Verse 32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay, that's a very common, very famous verse. I've heard it quoted countless times, even in political arenas. I'm still trying to figure out how truth and political arenas go hand in hand. But they try uh, to convince you and me, that they are really Christians, and perhaps they are, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole other subject. So, but the Bible also holds this secret to being uh, content. I mean, I, I'm not going to read every verse. I, I have so many notes here in front of me. I'm trying to uh, get out this podcast. Please take notes or play it back. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13 Paul talks about being content in everything, whether he was rich or poor, hungry, he was beaten. Uh, you know, Paul had, the apostle had quite an interesting life if you really sit down and you study him out. And so, again, I really truly believe, because this has become the my life, you can spend a lifetime studying the truths of the Bible and never run out of topics. This, this book that we call the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God, again, it is a lifetime study, and it's accurate. And it, it says just precisely enough. It, I mean, it really does. And many people try to make the Bible into a, a science book, a medical book, and that really is not the intention of the Bible. You know, this whole thing going on last uh, election and, and going back a year or two about abortion, you know, the Bible really does say that that life conceived, it is a life. It is a child. It is not a blob. It's not tissues. It's not whatever. And so we in the church have bought into the narrative that the Bible is a medical book and a science book. 
Does it support medical and science? Well, yeah, it does. But you have to be careful in the context of what you're doing there. And so, even though this book was written, and some people say it was written in a time of ignorance and superstition, it's never wrong. Again, here's this idea. Archaeology has just backed it up as a, as a witness. There's plenty of wi- uh, web pages that you could go to. And if you follow us on Facebook, on the social media, you'll see that I post those things occasionally where they're discovering biblical evidence, okay, to say, hey, see, the Bible has always been right. The archaeology, the science has not always been correct. So we need to be careful, I believe, as Christians when we go to that. These things that is written in this book, they are not wrong, about anything, it is absolutely correct. It is a comprehensive book on God, His nature, His character, His workings on man, nature, the future, where He's from, where He's going, what He's doing here. Again, Second Peter one three. I mean, here's the apostle. He he affirms that is complete. 2 Peter 1.3 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our, our knowledge of Him who is called by His glory and goodness. Jesus states Himself of its completeness. All this I have spoken, this is Jesus talking, all this I have spoken while I was still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you everything I said to you. Okay, that's in John 14, verses 25 and 26. Paul, the Apostle, also affirms of its completeness to a young preacher named Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture... Is God breathed, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why it's been made complete. It is incomplete for everything regarding our spiritual life with God. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Okay, so as I stated just a little bit ago, uh, it is complete for everything that you and I need regarding our spiritual life. The Bible is relevant. It's fresh. It deals with the unchangeable things in human life. It's valid for all men, all cultures. Doesn't matter what part of the world you live in. Doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter what situation you are in. And this idea that 
life has to be a box of chocolates, as the old saying goes. It's very old, famous movie for those who don't know. Um, life is just really grand. It's you know it's supposed to be uh, new cars, new homes, new whatever. The Bible doesn't promise any of that. The Bible does promise those who are faithful to Him will have the daily needs, and we're supposed to pray that way as well. And believe me, I know life is very difficult. It's very stressful uh, trying to to get through life. And so, again, it is fresh to everyone and every background, every culture, regardless where you might be. It's in touch with our inner feelings and our spirit, each person, every time. And we're going to go into the Psalms in the next couple podcasts here, and we're going to really look at the psalmist and how he looked at the Word of God. You know, the Bible, for me, it it challenges me. It instructs me. It helps me become a whole, complete person. It talks about my body, my soul, uh, my emotions, and spirit, and it does yours, too. Again, the Bible is very powerful. It reveals Christ in, in, in the Word. I mean, think about this. It changed Saul, the persecutor of the church. It changes him to the apostle Paul. It changes James and John. I mean, Jesus calls these guys the sons of thunder. And look, John becomes the apostle known as the apostle of love. It comforts us. I mean, when you when you lose a loved one, and it's not easy to lose a, a brother or a sister or a parent or a grandparent, uh, that can be very stressful. But what is the thing that's always read at every funeral I've ever had been involved with, except one in 20 years? Every funeral wanted, somebody in the family wanted the Bible read. You know, and I realize funeral services, at least in the United States, are becoming really kind of the thing of the past as our society walks away from God, uh, His Word, the Bible. And some of that can have to do with financial uh, situations as well. And many people now don't have family. Nobody uh, will take care of them or help them, which is kind of sad too, but that's another story. But again, it enables a person with very few talents, to make differences in people's lives. And I can think of multiple people who cannot hear, and yet they touched people's lives to encourage them to learn the gospel, to teach the gospel. And I'm one of those guys, I mean, I'm hard of hearing, but that's, I'm a man, a deaf man who told me I can't learn to hear You have to learn my language so that I can learn about Jesus. So I didn't have that talent. And you and I all have been blessed with something. The Bible brings joy to the heart. When trials surround us in life, there's no other answer for my wife and I. God is always there somewhere. It, it has enough power and wisdom to cause us to read this book over and over and over and over. 
it's God's Word. I know in my life, again, I, I, the more I read it, the more I study it, the deeper I want to go into a, per, uh, a certain text or a particular subject. And you're going to kind of get that idea as we go through this podcast. We, we cannot not do without this book as Christians. We need the entire book. And I know there are people who listen. There are groups that I know. They are stuck on Acts chapter 2, Mark 16, or Leviticus 20. It doesn't matter. They are stuck on a certain subject, their favorite chapter, verse, whatever. And again, we have to know the entire Word of God to become a complete person. To know God in the very depths of His mind. Uh, listeners, I mean, seriously, you can't do that. And there's nothing wrong with having a favorite chapter or verse. There's not, nothing wrong having your favorite topic. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot more there. And we need to know this. We must have this book. We must read it. We must know it. We must breathe it. We must allow God to tell us the meaning of the scriptures and not the world. I guarantee if you listen to some of these folks, uh, our senator, he's always, I think, quoting the Bible. A lot of times I think he's way out of context. But because he's sitting in the position that he's in, many people just think he knows what he's talking about. Okay, so we need to be careful of what man says. Again, I appreciate you listening to me, and I really want you to continue to listen. And I take serious. I do. I, I'm going to have to answer to God everything I say. And that weighs heavy on my mind. God always wants us to know that the Bible, His words, has meaning for us, and it needs to be applied to our lives. I don't care if you're at work, school, mowing the yard, walking down the street, the grocery store, whatever. People should be all identify you as a Christian. And I'm not saying that sometimes we have bad days. I'm not saying that we don't say words that we shouldn't say. Not going there. Not saying that at all. But the overall picture, people should be able to see. Again, we have to have this book to survive in this world. Our spirits need eternal principles, and they need to be taught in the way that we can survive, spiritually speaking. I mean, how, how are we going to cope in this world that's so uh, intimidating, uh, so hurtful, uh, full of persecution? And we have over half of our listeners are still in persecuted nations. How do they make it each and every day? I mean, people here in the Western world don't even stop and think about that half the time. We do not need so other new called revelations because there are none. We have everything. This Bible, this is it. I mean, it's the only revelation that we need. And I didn't say revelations. There's no S on it. One, God. You know, I hear TV people years ago. Um, I'll just tell you who it is, Joyce Myers. You can go to YouTube and, and check it out. She, she'll flat out say, you cannot find this in your Bible because God told me, not you. 
Okay, folks, that's false teaching, plain and simple. And you have to walk away from that because everything that's from God can be found in the Bible. And I know we have Joyce Myers fans and others. I, I, I know that. But she's never asked for forgiveness. She's never said she was wrong. If I did that and I got called out on it, and you could prove to me from the Scripture, I would apologize. I'd ask God for forgiveness. Okay. So here in a moment, we're going to talk about this idea of having a proper attitude towards God, toward His Word. And we're going to be uh, around Psalm 119 quite a bit. So turn there, and I'll be right back. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. Okay, so Psalm 119 here, uh, we're going to be there, says verse 2, Psalm 119, verse 2. In this psalm, we get a a full description of the right kind of attitude towards uh, the right kind of methods and how to study and retain the Word of God. Again, I think this is a subject in this series that we really kind of overlook. We just assume that everybody can interpret their their own way, and that's kind of dangerous. We need to be looking at it through God's Word. The Bible needs to interpret itself. That's what I'm trying to say. And we all should have this desire to seek God out and to study His Word deep, more deeper. And so uh, this desire uh, to seek God with whole hearts. Psalm 119 verse 2 says this, Blessed are those who keep His statutes, Seek Him with all their heart. It's more than just reading the words. I mean, I do read it just to read the words. I read it to study. I read it for the context. Uh, I try to figure out the atmosphere or what's going on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out and seek out God and to know Him, have a relationship with Him, to be owned by Him and to love Him. You know, in John chapter 5, verses 39 through 34, here's Jesus talking, okay? You diligently study the Scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the Scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Again, so we we must come to God. We must seek Him out. And we, we must know Him. And uh, listeners, I'm telling you, every day I study and read and pray, it's a little bit closer, a little bit deeper. This should be our greatest priority of our life. And you're saying, oh, you're just a preacher. You have plenty of time. Actually, though, you don't know this, but we work a lot of hours, full-time hours, outside of this podcast. Okay, so our lives, just like yours, is busy. It's a busy world. There's busy seasons on the calendar uh, with work, school, after-school activities, homework, fixing meals, cleaning house, 
doing the laundry, uh, helping the neighbor, helping somebody at church. I, the list is forever, it seems, sometimes. But we must take time out to seek God, His words, His desires. For us, He needs to be the top priority because, quite honestly, if He's the number one thing in your empty glass and you start putting things in that empty glass, God's still there. But when you take God out of that glass to put more stuff in, it's really hard, if not impossible, to get God back. We have to be able to keep Him in our lives. He wants to be in our lives. Yes, God knows. He's not dumb. He knows there's other things in our day that we must do. We've got to go to work, take care of the kids, whatever. But He wants us. He does expect us to make Him the ultimate desires in our life here on earth. The attitude of wanting to know God, uh, to know Jesus, Jesus says, now this is eternal life, that you may know you are the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is in John 17 in his prayer. Do not let the word become an end into itself. I mean, there is a danger of becoming Bible worshipers rather than God worshipers. And you'll have to really stop and really kind of ponder that statement. Yes, you got to have the Bible. Yes, you got to have the Word of God. That All of that God put down on paper so you and I, it points to Him. We need to search for God. We need to search for Jesus with this whole heart. Again, at the beginning of the podcast, I asked you to mark your Bible at 1 Psalm 119. We're going to read a lot here now. Okay, so bear with me. We're going to be in this chapter, Psalm 119. Verse 10 says, I seek you with all my heart. Verse 34, Give me understanding and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Verse 69, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Verse 145, I call with all my heart. Answer me, O Lord, and I will obey your decrees. You see, we must be wholehearted people. I mean, we say, oh, I want to know God. And most people who have said this, they say it with their heart. But is the heart in it? I mean, that's a two-sided coin question there. Some people believe, since I'm the preacher, it comes easy for me. And again, no, it does not. That's not always true. Preachers have bad days. We struggle with jobs, family, health, finances, just, just like everybody else. But we all truly need to desire to seek and understand from God. Psalm 119, verses 18 and 19. I mean... God's words tell us how to preserve life, have a strong sense of the need for dependency upon God, a strong sense of uh, this expectancy of, about what I will receive from this relationship with God through the Word. You find that in Psalm 119, verse 18. 
some people find the Bible uninspiring. Um, they just really don't know what the truth and the greatness of it, what it really holds, the the value, the, the depth, it's how it all kind of comes together. Or they just don't want to get anything out of it. I mean, uh, they're just punching a clock on Sunday morning. They're going to church to meet a girl or because the husband expects them to go or the kids, you know, that could go on and on. We need to know that God brings us joy peace because God's ways always works folks because it gives us hope one verse 127 there's this awe about God this awesome God verse 161 my heart trembles at your word when he speaks I listen in fear and I, I know there's a congregation I worked with several years back up in the north. Uh, they didn't think you needed to fear God, but there it is. Here's verse 120. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I mean, think about this. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom in discipline. Proverbs 9:10, Fear the Lord. Again, it's the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We must really have this healthy respect for God and and this awesomeness of God. I mean, like Moses did on Mount Sinai. Most of us are familiar with this, I'm sure. Here he is at the burning bush. Like Daniel, when he heard the messenger of God speak... John, the apostle, the angel came with with a heavenly abode for the plans for the future. Just because the words are written in the Bible and not spoken aloud by God, does it mean God is not talking? This is not a magazine. This is not yesterday's sports page. This is not a math book or a TV special. It is God's word. And we cannot afford to treat this book or our relationship with God as if we can take it or leave it type attitude. If this is the Word of God, then we must treat it with ultimate respect. This is the same Lord that is the avenging God on those who do not obey the gospel. This is the book uh, uh, from God. It is a consuming fire. He's a holy God, 1 Peter 1.16. His word will judge me. His word will judge everyone who rejects. John chapter 12, verse 48. That's exactly what Jesus says. It's his word. Jesus' words. Back to Psalm 119 here again. Verse 120. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. Again, listeners, we really need to have this submissive attitude towards God, His Word to us. And believe me, I do. I get it in our world today, and there's something that we're not taught to do. Most people uh, believe God is here to serve them 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. He's not even allowed to take Christmas off, okay? 
it's wrong. We're to worship God. We're going to serve God. God did serve us by dying on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. We need to start understanding God is always right. <laughs> That's just the end of the story, really. The precepts of, of God are always right, giving joy to the heart. Psalm 19, verse 8, if you want to read that. The psalmist, again, the writer here in Psalm verse 12, chapter 12, verse 6, excuse me, Psalm 12, verse 6, has discovered this, and he's come to trust God is always right. And therefore, he's going to say, I always submit. Psalm 12, verse 6 says, and the words of the Lord are, flaw Lord are flawless. There's no mistakes in this book, folks. I know we're taught that there's mistakes. I know we're taught, well, that applied to another culture, another day, another time. And no, it applies to the world today. We are still God's creation. He did make us. And so it stands to reason God knows the ins and outs about everything in which you and I would ever encounter in our life. He's timeless. He's not bound by time. And we must just simply trust him completely in implicitly. He is telling us the truth. And if we obey his word, things will be as he said. Again, we must approach God openly about his word, just like in prayer. Reading your Bible and prayer kind of go hand in hand, you know, kind of like kids are listening to peanut butter and jelly, go to good. Okay, so does prayer and reading the word. We must approach God openly. Again, I just said that. And so Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, I, I, I must eliminate all the prejudice and preconceptions and notions that I have about God in His Word, if it's going to have any effect in my life. I mean, the Word says it's like a sword dividing the soul and the spirit. Romans 3, 4, Let God be true and every man a liar. Again, we must decide if we're going to trust God or not. If we're going to trust His words, His promises to us, is, is this the complete authority, as thus saith the Lord? You know, thanksgiving and praise within this psalm that we're studying, really, 119. I, I see most of us overlook this in our walk here on earth. I mean, in our personal lives, in church, uh, we're, we're so heavy in our prayers for asking for healing, and nothing wrong with this. I'm not saying that. But we're so heavy in asking for you fill in the blank. I mean, I see it on social media. Just in Jesus' name, ask for this $10 million mansion. Why would you need that as a Christian? Yes, you got to have a place to live. Get it. Understand that. How many people in the overseas third world countries, developing nations, could we send missionaries to spread the message of God? Really, we need to start looking in here and sending missionaries through the U.S. But again, this is a necessary attitude, back to my thought, about serving God. Psalm 119 verse 7 says, I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. Verse 14, I rejoice in following your statues as one rejoices in riches. 
164th verse. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. How many of us truly practice and believe only an hour a week is good enough to give back to God? Or just twice a week? It has to be a desire for all of us to be in prayer, to study the Bible daily. And this is a challenge for all of us, uh, including myself. I mean, we're all human. Life throws us all kinds of issues to distract us from reading our Bibles. But again, if you can't read buy one, buy an, an audio Bible. Download an app. You can download an app and listen to it for 99 American cents to whatever you want to spend. And you can be listening to this podcast throughout the day. I mean, again, the psalmist is joyful about what he obtains from studying God's Word. He knows God. He knows His Word. And he knows how special that relationship really is. Our relationship would become much more rewarding for us as well. We only get out of what we put into it. How many times did I hear that growing up, going to school? And that's true. We're, we're still studying. We're in school with God's Word. God is still trying to teach us. You know, I heard this for the first time I ever heard this was down in Arizona where I talked about this young man, met him when he was, oh, third or fourth grade. And... There was a little saying there at this little school mission that we worked at about the Bible, the acronym, you know, basic instruction before leaving earth. And that's true, but it goes a lot deeper than just basics. And so as I as we end this podcast, I want to add this thought to you and and it's Psalm 119 again. Uh, 176 verses long. It is the longest chapter in the Bible, and its theme is this, the Word of God. It is as though the, the writer cannot say enough to praise the merits of the law of God and the Lord Himself. Verse 175, let me live that I may praise you, and may your law sustain me. Listeners, all of our attitudes as we speak so far uh, concerning how we look at God, how we look at the Word of God, are often in those verses. I mean, there is a parallel between one's attitude towards God and one's attitude toward the Word of God, the Bible. This same attitude towards God are, are, are repeated and, and should be our attitude towards the Word. If our moods are not that of the psalmist here in 119, the rest of this podcast series may not really be that meaningful as it needs to be. So take time to read this psalm uh, throughout this week. We're going to use this psalm again in future podcasts. And so take time to read it. Get in a place where the TV's off, put the phone on silent, don't worry about who got elected, who didn't get elected, don't worry about what you're going to cook for Christmas dinner or whatever. 
You can do that in 30 minutes after you read the psalm. Or play it in the background on your phone as you're doing those things over and over and over and over. My wife and I, I know you've heard it. If you listen to the podcast long enough, that's all that plays in our bedroom. If we're in that room, the Bible is playing. So take time to read. It really does help me. It will help you get through life. Does it mean that I understand it all? I don't You know, look at Job. <laughs> he struggled with lots of things, too. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I, I really, really appreciate that. Um, I, I realize we're after the first of the year here. Uh, would you please go and check out our webpage and uh, we have some serious financial obligations to meet, to continue to do this podcast. So many people really honestly do listen to this podcast in developing nations. They just, there's no way for them to send money. We get lots of positive comments. And so uh, please ask you to, to pray about it. Pray for us. We pray for the listeners each and every day. We pray for the persecuted church around the world every day. We certainly realize how blessed we are to be able to continue this podcast, to go to worship, to have a Bible. Uh, the one thing I tell you about, you know, downloading a phone app, the government ever decides that you can't read the Bible or listen to it, I guarantee that app will not work anymore. So get a Bible and have it in your hand. Store the Word of God in your heart. Treasure it in your heart. And God will really, honestly, He will truly bless you in ways that you'll never see coming. Again, thank you for listening. We're going to continue this uh, podcast series. We'll pick up uh, next week. It'll be the 3rd of 12. And I certainly pray and hope that this has been good information for you. I mean, I'm really enjoying kind of putting it together and rehashing it and studying it and to be able to give it to you and present in a way that, uh, that you can follow along. Thank you again. May God bless you. And may He always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.